Keep me, keep me true, Lord Jesus, keep me true. Just keep me true, Lord. Keep me true, Lord. Lord Jesus, keep me true. Is the race, is the race, day of the There are victories to be won. Keep me true, those are the sweet African sounds of Reality 7 saying, Keep me true, Lord. What a powerful song. I've been listening to it all week long and it's been playing on a repeat. And welcome to It's All About Family on the Goleda FM podcast. And we just want to say thank you for tuning in last week as we were talking about Iron Sharpens Iron. And this week, we want to talk about why the spouse you chose might not have been the best end may end up in divorce but all is not doom and gloom there is hope there is hope but we want to look at the choices we want to reflect on how we make choices and how these choices affect us and if you would like to listen to our podcast you can do so on www.anchor.fm forward slash fm you can also hook up with us on our social media pages that's on facebook twitter and instagram under the handle Golide fm we are going to take a short musical break and when we come back we want to find out how the choices we made when you know maybe we're ill-informed or maybe we're not the best decisions and why they were not the best decisions and how we can, you know, we can improve on those decisions that we made. And I just want to emphasize we can improve on the decisions that we made, not get out. No, not get out. We are not advocating for divorce, but we are advocating for growth in families. Well, you are listening to It's All About Family on the Goleta FM podcast, and we're going to take a short musical break, and we will be listening to Reality 7. And their record, you can buy online, you can buy on iStore, you can buy on iTunes, you can buy it on any platform, and the uh, album is called Deliga. Please be blessed. Keep me, keep me true, Lord Jesus, keep me true, just keep me true, Lord, keep me true, Lord Jesus, keep me true. Is the race, is the race, died on the strong, there are victories to be won, keep me true, Better, 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 
Welcome back to It's All About Family and we just want to say thank you to Reality 7. I hope that you were blessed as much as I am blessed. You can put it on repeat and the song has got this effect on creeping up on you and you soon enjoy it, you enjoy it, you enjoy it and the words talk to you. Well, uh, today our discussion is focused on the spouse you chose or the spouses that we chose. And the question and the, 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 the fact is the spouse you chose will either build you or destroy you, or you might build or destroy them. And the foundation of our text this week comes from the book of Judges, chapter uh, 13, 14, and 16. But we're going to begin with Judges, chapter 14. Samson went down to Timnah. He saw a young Philistine woman. When he returned, he spoke to his father and mother. He said, I have seen a Philistine woman in Timnah. Get her for me. I want her to be my wife. And some versions say, for she pleases me. And we also want to read from uh, Judges chapter 16, uh, verse 4. One day Samson went to Gaza. There he saw a prostitute. He went into, uh, the into spend the night with her. And verse 4 says, Sometime later, Samson fell in love again. The woman lived in the valley of Sorek, 
Her name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her. And so this is a very interesting verse and scripture that we have read. And I want us to pack it there. We will come back to it. You know, one of the trickiest purchases in my life that I've done is one of buying a car. And I guess it's so for many people, especially if you're not buying a brand new car, even if you are buying a brand new car, if you're buying a used car, there's factors to consider, there's mileage to consider, there's maintenance to consider. And so recently I was in a big car uh, and to be precise, I was in a Ford Ranger, one of the latest Ford Rangers. And I remember saying to the guy who was driving the car, I said, wow, this is a nice car to have. It is, I, I wish I could have this car. And my friend says to me, well, it's a good car indeed, but you know, uh, this is a big engine. And he says, a big engine, big money. <laughs> that hit my pocket ego very hard. You see, he was telling me the truth. So I went and I looked at the monthly installment of a used Ford Ranger. And the minimum that I found was around, minimum monthly installment was about 12,000 Rand per month. And that, that that's too steep. That is too steep. Well, unless and until you're earning uh, quite a huge sum of money. And uh, I, I remember one of my neighbors some years ago um, who bought a Golf GTI. And I think it was about six, seven years ago. He buys a uh, uh, a golf gti and the installment was about seven thousand and the guy gets to a po point where he defaults on the levies that he had to pay uh, at the place where we were staying and he also defaults on other important installments and i remember him telling me um about two years ago we had a conversation around that and he says man that was a blunder i shouldn't have bought that car my finances were not in a state where I, I could afford to buy a, a Golf GTI and I could afford the maintenance, the insurance and everything that came with it. Now, you see, many people got into marriage, uh, you know, the same way. They went for the most beautiful woman their eyes had ever seen. Some ladies married the dark hunky chocolate. And well, both parties realized later, mm, I think I've made a poor choice. You see, uh, me and my wife uh, once owned a Tata Indica, a 1.4 liter. And I, I want to tell you that car on steep hills, I, I, I would want to get out of the car and wait for the car to follow me up the steep hill because it will be crawling up the hill. And so you... you and so some people have got into marriage like that, attracted by different things, you know, attracted by a low installment like you are, you'd be attracted to buy a Tata Indica. It's a low installment, attracted by a big engine, a Ford Ranger, and yet it's high maintenance, attracted by the model of a car, I love a BMW. Go for a BMW, yet you cannot afford its maintenance. No, sometimes afford its fuel consumption. And, and, and so, and also the service. We were attracted to a certain car, but we discovered along the way that the cost of servicing a car, uh, that type of car that you brought, bought, brings tears 
to your eyes. And, and so it is um, with most of us in marriages. We chose someone who maybe met our financial needs or, or maybe met my social status or uh, met our humorous needs. And we soon discovered that this person was not suitable for us. And in actual fact, this person was killing our dreams, desires, and potential. And most of all, our sense of our destiny and purpose. And, and, and as this sinks in, I, I just want us to take a short break. And when we come back, we will continue with this discussion. We chose someone based on the out exterior looks. We chose someone based on the things that are tangible, but we never thought about the fact, who am I? Why am I on earth? Where am I going to? What is my purpose in life? And we never thought about those questions when we made the decision to get married. You're still tuned to It's All About Family on the Golide FM podcast. When we come back, we'll continue with our discussion. Welcome back to It's All About Family on the Golida FM podcast. And we continue with our exploration on why the spouse we chose or the spouse we're going to choose will either build us or destroy us. And we have in short used the example of buying a car in relation to choosing a spouse. You see, many of us choose or chose a spouse who is high maintenance, someone who has become more of a burden than a blessing and we chose someone who's no longer uh, who no longer sharpens us but blunts us some of us have discovered that behind the hunkiness and the dark chocolate exterior lies a man who consumes life out of you what's of um many of us have uh discovered that we married someone who steals our dreams, our destiny. Many of us are sitting in marriages we regret. Simply because when we made the choice to get married, we did so on exterior facts and we didn't even take time to look at who are we and where does God want me to go and what is my purpose on earth and how will this Human being that I've chosen to be with help me reach my purpose and reach my potential. Or how would I help them reach um, their God-set potential? And why do I say this? You see, we're, we're going to, to take a look at it in the next segment to discover why choosing the right person is important in relation to our purpose and our destiny in life. So we choose people not thinking about tomorrow, not thinking about the future, not thinking about where we want to go. And we are soon shocked to discover that no man, near man, this is not right. Why do I say this? You see, when you buy a car, 
Initially, you've got this thought in your mind. I, I should buy a car that can take me to point A and point B. And you forget that in between point A and point B, you want to carry something up a steep hill. In between point A and point B, you've got to fuel this car. And this car might be a fuel guzzler. I mean, you talk about American cars in fuel, in, in fuel, especially in Africa. You buy a car. In America, they're selling fuel at per, per gallon, which is about 3.75 liters converted to liters. And Maybe their gallon is around maybe, I don't know, two, $2, two US dollars. And you come to Africa and right now in South Africa, fuel is almost reaching 22 rand. And that's about just a liter. And so you discover that fuel in this car is quite expensive and you get married to someone whom you need to fuel. And this person is high maintenance. You need to fuel regularly and constantly. And as you fuel them, they are taking from you. They are never giving you to you. And even as you move from point A and point B with them, it is you being getting drained or vice versa. It is you draining them. We never thought about maintenance to say a relationship, marriage is all about maintenance. We never thought about compatibility, the ability to connect, the ability to be together. You see, most of us have got married without the thought to say, how will I maintain this marriage? And we are shocked to discover that marriage is high maintenance. We are shocked to discover that in order to maintain this car or maintain this marriage, you've got to give and give and give. You know, thinking, talking about buying a car, you buy a car, there's a, there's a warranty, there's a service plan, there's a maintenance plan. And, and you're thinking to yourself, I didn't think about all these monies, but these monies come in handy, especially when your car breaks down. And many of us get into marriage without thinking, I should service my marriage. I should maintain my marriage. Who is the warrantor towards this marriage? And we're going to take a short break as we think about this. We are in marriages that we are failing to keep up simply because maybe we chose the wrong spouse. Simply because we got into marriage without thinking about the responsibilities that come with marriage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to It's All About Family on the Golide FM podcast. You are still tuned in and I'm your host, Tamsanga Ogachuma. And we are talking about the effects of the spouses that we chose or you chose or the spouse that you're going to choose. And let's go back to the Bible as I, as I promised earlier on. In the book of Judges chapter 13, we meet God talking to Manoah and his wife. And he's informing that a baby was to be born simply for the purpose of setting the Israelites free from a 40-year bondage under the Philistines. So Samson just doesn't come into the earth just to purify the earth, just to show us his muscular biceps and his, and his six-pack. 
God creates Samson for a purpose. And that brings me to this point. You are brought into the planet Earth for a purpose. You see, God creates each one of us with a purpose. He created each and one of us for his glory and honor. You see, he created us to be a blessing to someone. He created us to bring freedom to someone. And, and But here is the greatest challenge. The people or the person whom we choose or are going to choose can either divert us from our purpose or help us to live life according to the purpose that God has given us. See, Samson, like most humanity, sees a beautiful figure, a curvy hips, dreamy eyes. You know, he sees a woman with full breasts and he says, this woman pleases me. He does not make a decision, you know, that is informed by the purpose God has given him. He makes a decision informed by what pleases him, not what pleases God. And this is the challenge that most of us had when we got into marriage. We got into marriage based on what pleases us, not based on our purpose. And why is purpose important? You see, most of us ask ourselves this question. Why am I on earth? What am I doing here? And we, 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 we have got this desire to live life to the fullest. And when we don't live life to the fullest, we feel empty. We feel like life is passing us by. And so when we make choices that make us drift and drift away from purpose, our life's purpose, we, we, we become more and more and more miserable. We become more and more miserable. And, and when Samson makes this decision, like most of us, it was about him, not about God. See, this woman would go on and try and betray him, the, the first woman that he met at Timna. So he would reveal the source of his strength. It was not about his strength. It was about what God had purposed for Israel. We live life in such a vacuum that we think everything evolves or revolves around us. And we have never thought, I'm here not for myself, but, but for the greater good of humanity. And so when we make a choice whom we're going to marry, sometimes it takes us away from where God wants us to be. See, Samson goes on to spend the night, the second woman in his life, with a prostitute. Here he fails to walk like a Nazarite. Number one, you get married to someone who does not share the same principles, the same thoughts, the same values as you. And what does this person do? They drift, they drift you and drift you and drift you away from God, away from your calling. Making the right choice is important if you want to keep in the right track. He fails to walk in the spirit of God. The spirit of God does not dwell with prostitution. And so most of us chose to be with someone, someone who took us away from the spirit of God. And, and, and the moment that happens, and you are this kind of person who loved God, who loved being closer to God, you begin to feel this emptiness. This person is not encouraging you to pray, to praise the Lord, to connect with the Lord. And this reminds me of Ahab. You see, if you read the story of King Ahab in the Bible, Ahab, you'll discover that he, he was a man who desired, he in, in certain ways wanted to respect God. 
But the woman that he married, Jezebel, made him drift and drift away from God to a point where he worshipped the idols of Baal. And, and this poor choice has pulled many away from God. And let's go to the third woman that Samson brings into his life. He goes on to choose Delilah, who seduced him to a point of cutting his hair and losing his eyesight and being made a mockery of by the Philistines. And finally, dying at a young age without being a judge for a very long time in the land of Israel. You see, the question is, how many of us have chosen spouses who have stolen our strengths purposes and the blessings God had for us in store simply because this man, this woman pleased us at that point. Some of us were kind before marriage and married someone who is not kind and stole our kindness. You know, you are kind to your own family, you are kind to your neighbors and this person says, stop being kind and people are asking themselves, what has happened to this person? They were kind, but they got married and they are no longer kind because that kindness has been stolen from you. We were, you were peaceful before you got married and you married someone who's volatile. And now you are, you are teetering on the edge of being violent. You are prayerful, um, but married someone who does not pray and we have become prayerless. The, and, 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 and so many people, have made this choice and decision to be with someone who makes them less and less of who they're supposed to be. And the biggest question is, what do I do? I've made this decision. This person is, is a frustration in my life. This person is not what I desired to see in marriage. This person actually makes me despise marriage. You know, so many people are trapped in marriages, and many feel like they are prisoners in their own marriages. And, and the worst is we may be the thieves in these marriages. We may have stolen from the ones we claim to love. We may have been a burden rather than a blessing to our spouses. We may be sucking life out of them rather than giving life to them. And, and, and the question is, and, and, and we're still trying to understand. We're still trying to understand to say, why are many marriages failing? Why are many marriages failing? Number one, many marriages fail because we initially we made the wrong choices. Number two, many marriages are failing because we've got the wrong kind of thinking inside marriage. Our thinking is never about God, but is always about ourselves. Our thinking is self-centered rather than God-centered. We got into marriage with the thought process that says, in marriage, marriage will take care of itself. We forgot that in order for something to remain alive, it needs to be watered, natured, it needs hard work. We got into the into marriage without a, a kind of thinking that says, I need to put in hard work. Some of us are so lazy. It is only laziness that is stopping our marriages from reaching potential. We got married without thinking about this to say, the person that I choose to be with for the rest of my life can make me or break me. And some of us are so broken. We're not broken by the things that are around us, but we're broken by the one whom we chose to be with. And the question is, what do we do? Do we get out? 
Do we give up? Do we divorce? What what do we do? What do we do? When we come back, we want to wrap it up and see what can we do to live a fulfilling life, to stop living an empty life. You're still tuned in to It's All About Family on the Golide FM podcast. Welcome back to It's All About Family on the Golide FM podcast. And we are talking about the decisions and the choices that we made and how they are affecting us and how they're drawing us away from our purposes. And earlier on, I spoke about uh, cars, how we made bad choices when we bought cars. And I've come to learn something about car makers. Car makers can really change how your car performs. In actual fact, many car makers do not uh, many cars do not perform well because car makers want to use less resources, less material, but make more. And maybe the word that I'm looking for is profiteering. Many car makers want to profit without really spending. And so they produce substandard cars or they produce cars that are high maintenance. They give in all the best. and But what they forget to tell you is to say that this car... Is so big, it's, it's high maintenance. This car needs a lot of money to keep it on the road. And many of us have taken our cars to mechanics or let's say bush mechanics in the hope that they will help us turn our cars into good performing cars, cars that save fuel, cars that never break down. And this is what we've done with most of our marriages. We've gone and we've looked for advice from a lot of people whom I can term bush mechanics, people who have used the hammer where a screwdriver was needed, people who used um, a shovel where just something light was needed. Do not try human interventions to try and transform your marriage or try and transform your spouse. Who do we try? Try Jesus. We have a God who is an advocate. And I, I want to quote scripture. The book of Philippians chapter six, uh, chapter 4 verses 6 to 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything. In every situation, by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says, There, if, there is therefore no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. You see, Jesus is in the business of transforming what is broken. Jesus is in the business of transforming our poor choices into good choices. We may make bad choices, but God can transform those bad choices into good choices. We may marry the wrong person, but in prayer, God can answer our prayers and transform the heart of the person that we're married to. We may be the person that is sucking life out of those people, but if we confess our sins, God is just enough to forgive us of our sins. And ask yourself, why is my spouse on earth? How can I help them be what God purposed them to be? Ask yourself, how can I be the vessel of blessing to them? How can I be their fuel, not the cause 
of for loss of fuel. How can I be low maintenance, not high maintenance? How can I be so much of a blessing, not a curse? For those that are going to choose whom to marry, ask God, what is his purpose for you? Once you understand your purpose, you will choose someone who will complement your purpose. You will choose someone whom you will be able to be a blessing unto, not a curse. And what am I saying? I'm saying many of us are distraught. Many of us have lost hope in our marriages. You see, we've lost hope in our marriages because many of us are trying to fix our marriages. If we cannot fix ourselves, who are we to fix the person that we're married to? Only God can transform a heart of a person. And this is why somebody says, take this heart of stone and turn it into flesh. What am I saying? I'm saying, think about this. There's a purpose God put you on planet Earth. There's a reason why. There's a purpose why God put your spouse on Earth. And if you are not working according to God's plan, you're drifting away from your purpose. And a person who drifts away from their purpose becomes more and more frustrated each and every day. And frustrated people tend to become angry. And people who become angry and resentful tend to react negatively to those that they are married to. And and so, so many people are in such kind of a marriage. You discover that this person that you're married to does not share your purpose, does not see value in your purpose. And the question, and, and the challenge is, how do you get back to your purpose and how do they get back to their purpose? Because if two people are moving towards their purposes in life, I can tell you, there will be joy in the house. There'll be joy in marriages. And the other mistake we made is we got into marriage and we never thought of the work that comes into it. We thought that because we're in marriage, it will happen all good. You know, I've discovered that cars are changed gears differently. And sometimes when you want to reverse a certain car, you have to push the gear down and move it into a certain position. Some you have to lift up. And most of us have got into marriage and we've tried to drive our cars, our marriage, like one size fits all. And cars are not like that. Cars are driven differently. You drive an automatic car differently from a manual car. You cannot drive marriage the same way your neighbor drives it. You cannot live your marital life the way your father or your mother lived. They want, they will, the science and the chemistry is always different based on the two people involved in it. Begin to understand the science, the chemistry that will make your marriage a success. Begin to ask God to say, who am I married to? Why did you bring them on planet Earth? How can I help them, God, meet their purpose, reach their purpose? And how can they help me? I'm always fascinated by the story of Moses. We hear of his wife twice when she was racially abused by Aaron and Miriam. Number two, when she talks to Moses about um, the circumcision of their son. But I begin to think Moses led about two million Israelites from Egypt to Canaan. And we never do hear of this woman complaining. In actual fact, we hear of the father encouraging Moses. To say, do things differently so that you do not wear yourself out. But do you think Moses 
would have succeeded in his purpose, in God's purpose, that Moses lead the children of Israel out of Egypt into Canaan. He would have never succeeded if he was married to a nagging, bitter, resentful woman. He would have never been successful in leading them right to the door of Canaan if he had married a woman who would have pulled him back and say, give up on this God. He would have never been successful. But I want to believe he married a woman who encouraged him night after night because Moses was away most of the time. I want to believe that Moses married a woman who prayed for him day in and day out. Moses married a woman who encouraged him when Moses was discouraged. I want to believe he married a woman who was always there to take care of the children in the absence of Moses. A woman was was prepared to step into the shoes of the priest when he was not there. A woman was prepared to teach children the values of the father. And so the choices that we make, we should, should make sure that they connect with where we're supposed to go, be going. And if we've made the wrong choices, may God help us. May God transform us. May God change who we are in our marriages. Stop nagging and start asking. Stop bothering. Stop resenting and start being inquisitive about who am I married to? Where are we going to? How are we going to get there? And if this thing faces a tire puncture, do we have a, a spare to put onto the tire and keep on moving? So I just want to challenge us. Our marriages are failing simply because some of us made the wrong choices. Our marriages are failing simply because we are not using what we have got at our disposal the right way. But in God, we can be transformed. And in God, our marriages can be a blessing rather than a burden. Well, may the good Lord bless you. May the good Lord keep you. Until we meet again, I've been your host, Tamsa Ogachuma. And this is the Golide FM podcast. And the show is, it's all about family. And we just want to say good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Until we meet again next time. Ciao.
Oh, uh-huh. 